0: What's up, strength coaches? Welcome back to another episode of Finance Friday Strength Coach Net Worth. This is episode two, and we have the net worth nurse on the show. Now, Savannah is not a strength and conditioning coach, but she's in a very similar position as us uh, strength coaches working in healthcare. Her healthcare is even more specific and true healthcare than ours, but having a fixed salary, trying to figure out how to earn extra income. I'm not going to bastardize your intro anymore, Savannah, but uh, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm super stoked to be here. i love any time to come talk about real estate and financial wellness. But yeah, my name is Savannah. I'm a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for almost 10 years now. I've worked in a bunch of different settings within the healthcare system. It was the beginning of 2020 after having my second daughter. That motivated me to start looking into real estate investing. Before this, I really had my eyes set on cl- climbing the corporate ladder as a nurse. I went back to school early on in my nursing uh, career and got my master's degree in nursing leadership and admin, so I've always had my eyes set on becoming a CNO, chief nursing officer, and so I was climbing that ladder. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, beginning of 2020, after having my second daughter, it opened my eyes to uh, how demanding my job was and how really much of a slave I was to my W-2, both my husband and I. And we were looking at our financial goals and just our goals within our family and how involved we wanted to be in our daughter's lives and our current work situations really weren't gonna get us there. And so started researching alternative ways to build wealth, stumbled upon real estate investing for obvious reasons. One of the best ways out there to do that and haven't looked back. uh, Started investing in long-term rentals across the country. Now we do multifamily syndications
0: strength coaches. Do you hear why I just had her on? It's like exact copy and paste. Like, I mean, I got my PhD so I could climb the corporate ladder and, and be an administrator and high performance manager. And, you know, strength coaches are having that conversation. And I first reached out to you from, you were on the weekly juice podcast and listeners out there, the weekly juice, they're friends of a fellow strength coach, um, Mike Tucker, who was on the show before too, who Mike does a ton in real estate too. So, again, none of this is financial advice, do your own research, but start to understand the power of uh, real estate. So Savannah, you said multifamily, you said syndication. Um, I had no idea what any of that meant. So I'm going to assume that the rest of our listeners don't. What does any of that mean?
1: Yeah, um, it's so really it came naturally as we started investing in real estate, some of our friends and family were hitting us up like, hey, what are you guys doing? Is there any way we could partner with you on a deal? Didn't even know this at the time, but that's really what real estate syndications are. So it's people coming together, partnering on the deals. some people bringing capital, some bringing skill sets and going out and buying larger buildings or properties that they wouldn't be able to purchase on their own. And these, buildings usually in multiples have higher value with a lot of less risk involved. So it's a great way for people to come together and buy great returning assets.
0: And from what little research I eventually did, like this is stuff that accredited investors get advertised to them about because it is such a, we're not, I mean, safe investment, but real estate. I mean, typically you buy something and the price of it goes up if the area around it stays nice, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And we do really heavy value add in our business model. So we're looking, we're going out and looking for mismanaged apartment buildings. So these can be apartment complexes that have been held in the same family for generations. Uh, maybe the owner owns multiple buildings, and this specific building is kind of sitting on the back burner. So there's a lot of opportunities out there in terms of buildings that really aren't functioning at their highest capacity. So maybe their rents are below market, there's outstanding repairs and renovations. That need to be made to the building and they're really not optimized and so we go out there as investors we see the opportunity here these sellers they don't want to take care of the roofs and the windows (laughs) we do so we purchase these buildings Um, we have passive investors partner with us on these deals and we flip them really over around a five-year period so in that five-year period we're taking care of the repairs and maintenance it's allowing us to really push rents and our goal for our investments is to get our investors hundred percent ROI in the investment so if If our investors are investing 50K, it's the goal to give them their $50,000 investment plus another $50,000 on top of that. And that's seen in quarterly disbursement. So how real estate as a whole works is after um, the income that comes in for the building and all expenses are paid, the leftover cash is called cash flow. And this is one of the reasons that makes real estate investing so powerful. This extra money left over every month goes directly back into the investor's pocket. when you do this at capacity with large multifamily buildings and apartment complexes, it allows a lot of other people to get involved.
0: So for anybody that was hearing that and they're like, okay, I heard the word passive, but I also heard her saying a bunch of work. Like how does this work for somebody that is a strength coach? And they're like, okay, I want to get into it, but I don't think I have all the time to be able to do that. And I have all this extra money that I've been saving up. What does that look like?
1: yeah exactly so really the role is of a passive investor in these deals is vetting out the operator um so you're really putting the majority of your trust of your investment in their hands so when you're looking for potential opportunities with these investments you want to seek out what the track record is what the business model and business plan is with the specific building um, what market research has been done Uh, really vetting out the operating team on these deals. Um, And then you did mention before the difference between an accredited, unaccredited investor. So um, just to highlight that, it's an SEC guideline, so regulated. Um, that accredited investors to meet that standard, you have to make as an individual $100,000 a year or um, file jointly with a spouse, it could be $200,000 a year or have a million dollars in net worth and liquidity. So these two parameters uh, make you an accredited investor, which allows you to be solicited these type of deals. If you are an unaccredited investor, um, there are opportunities to invest in these type of deals through a 506B filing, it's just different rule in the sec uh, regulations but then you can go and jump in some of these deals even as an unaccredited investor if you have an existing relationship with the operators
0: so how hard was it for you to get this up and running for yourself i mean because you just said it you were you guys both had w-2s like that you know what does that journey look like for you guys
1: yeah. When, when I learned about value-add multifamily, I was obsessed. So we, really, we went all in. So we invested $30,000 into a coaching program to learn more about this. That was more than my master's degree in nursing. Uh, threw that on a credit card so we could start getting the education and coaching that we needed to do this ourselves. Um, we took out a second mortgage on our primary residence to start investing in real estate. Um, learning how to leverage debt is really, a huge... Uh, tool when you can learn to use money as a tool, make it work for you in real estate investing. Um, so we started doing that, took out the second mortgage on our home, ended up liquidating some of our retirement accounts. So we were all in on this. Um, and through that, we've generated so much interest, like I mentioned. And then I saw personally going into work every day as a nurse, especially through the COVID-19 pandemic, as a manager at the time, like I had nurses and dogs coming in my office, like really transparent with their finances and what was going on and that really motivated me to share this opportunity with as many healthcare professionals as possible because it is a great way to build wealth passively that a lot of people don't know about because they don't get the opportunity to hear about it
0: <clears throat> it's passive for them but it's not passive for you correct
1: correct yeah,
0: <clears throat> yeah and that's where Oh, go ahead, Go.
1: Yeah, no, as an operator on a deal, really our roles and responsibility is finding the deal, getting the financing for the deal, managing the asset throughout the lifetime of the investment, and then managing all of our investors on it. So uh, a lot of work put in by the sponsorship team.
0: <clears throat> no, but that, like you said, if you're able to do something that most people that have tons of money are already, you know, investing in, it sounds like, you know, doing something that the rich people do is something that, you know, Strength coaches and nurses should be able to pool their money together because this crowdfunding thing seems to be growing. I feel like I've seen commercials about it more and more, right?
1: yeah and just being able to diversify investments i think a lot of people especially over the last couple of years since the pandemic what's happened to the stock market it's just so unpredictable and in real estate there is a lot of risk that you can mitigate by doing proper market research by doing conservative underwriting you look at market trends how has housing performed it is honestly a lot more predictable than the stock market
0: so Right now it's, you know, November of 2023 and interest rates just passed eight. How does any of that affect anything that, you know, you guys are doing? Does that scare potential investors? Should anybody listen? Again, none of this is financial advice, people. Go do your own research. This is just two people talking. But with that being said, the fact that the interest rates are high, does that affect, you know, people being like, oh, I should wait, I should wait. Is this kind of like the stock market where time in is greater than timing? Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show.
1: I the best time to build buy real estate is always now i'm a firm believer in that for sure um it definitely with the rising interest rates it definitely makes deals harder to find um but as operators in these deals and underwriting them we always do conservative mean for investors anyways so we're used to grinding out those numbers to make them work um so yeah. I mean, we're still looking at deals. We just closed on a 17 unit up in Portland a few months ago. Um, where we just went under contract and we're selling one of our um, buildings, our 24 units. So yeah, there's still movement in the real estate
0: space. <clears throat> For any of our strength coaches listening out there or athletic trainers, because very similar fields, what does that mean? Underwriting. So that way they're like, wait a minute, what does this mean? I heard her say it. If they go to research it, like what does underwriting a building mean?
1: Yeah, so that's really just looking at the numbers. It's think spreadsheet and Excel. So when you're underwriting a property, doing all the research on the market, looking at trends, how much you can realistically raise rents, um, what are expenses. When we go and look at a building to buy, we get a T12, so a trailing 12. It's the last 12 months of financials. So we're looking at how this building has performed over the last 12 months. What has the income been? What has the expenses been? And we come in with our investor eyes and see opportunity. So is there opportunity to push that income even further? Is there opportunity to drop those expenses? Are we seeing something that they're not seeing? So the due diligence, which is something that you hear in real estate too, um, the kind of the homework you're doing on the deal, the underwriting is really the first step of that. So crunching the numbers before you even make an offer on the deal.
0: And how do you then... For anybody listening out there, how do you consider um, – I feel like people have heard the word comps, right? Like what is – how do you look at comps? How many is too many? Because strength coaches are very similar to nurses. Hardworking will do it like – so they'll probably – if you say they really only needed to research six, they might do 12, like –
1: yeah (laughs) I love that Uh, nursing very similar right Um, so we I mean we underwrite hundreds of deals in a month um, and honestly I think underwrote maybe about 80 before we even closed on our first apartment complex so it is a numbers game for sure Um, I do want to point out the difference between single family home and how those comps are marked so your value of your what and kind of the differentiation between why we love multifamily as opposed to single family investing is in single single-family homes, your value of your home is determined largely on the value of your neighbor's home. So that's how market comps are um, evaluated. Whereas in multifamily, the value of your property is based on how much income you're generating it. So you can really change the value of your property as an investor by forcing that appreciation in the deal.
0: Huh. That sounds very interesting because I had never personally heard about that either. Um, Where did you... Where did you start your like you said you guys dove in head first um, what are some of the best resources for education that you recommend any like where do you, where do you send you know nurses that are interested do you hold masterminds cuz we want to be pushing people to to you and wherever you recommend
1: yeah, definitely. I am very deep in the network, so I got a Facebook group, very active on social media. Um, I always send people to Bigger Pockets. That's just where I personally got started, and they're just an OG in the space. So um, you can find a lot of great information there. Um, if you're even YouTube, there's different channels on there that I like. Um, a lot of. Uh, there's so many investors out there. I would encourage anyone to go on social media and start looking and see who appeals to you most because there's you, a lot yeah. of different personalities.
0: With that being said, how do our, you know, listeners out there, they're like, "Okay, how do you research in your opinion? How would you research somebody that you would then possibly want to, you know, invest with like because there are so many scams out there, right? And even within the, the coaching education of strength coaches, like we're trying to actually educate coaches on real training backed by science, backed by practically working with athletes because there's so many bro coaches out there. How do you avoid those bad real estate gurus, quote-unquote,
1: yeah I would definitely lean into your instinct there I think everyone can um, do that a little bit more and have better results Uh, but yeah I would just say um, people who are very transparent and not only sharing all the highlights and everything good going on but I love to see how people handle problems so um, understanding people's thought process so um, people who are very transparent on social media and this is one of the big reasons that I jump on social media all the time and just share what I'm doing obstacles we're over coming so that people can get an insight into our thought process as we go out and acquire these deals
0: speaking of obstacles what has been the biggest obstacle that has come across your way since
1: 2020 oh man, that list is way too long it's kind of a running joke now when my husband and I get a deal under contract like how many things are gonna come up in this closing like in the next (laughs) 90 days like realistically how many things and it is like sometimes double digits but um Yeah, I would just say, um, for me, kind of starting out in the space, I didn't really have the network. um, And I'm pretty introverted. So getting out on social media was very difficult for me at first. Me doing it under a brand, the net worth nurse, has been um, really helpful. But I had no idea how beneficial that would be to not only my real estate investing, but just Business in general, the more you go out there and talk about what you're doing and network with people You start attracting all the people that you need into your life to do the deals that you want to do And that's just by going out and talking about what you want to be doing
0: <clears throat> You talked about doing a ton of underwriting and being able to buy good deals if anybody's listening They're like, okay, how do like? do you have negotiating leverage when you're trying to buy a property at at the value you want are you just kind of at the whim of who's going to give you the best uh, interest rate or the loan that you're working with
1: yeah and that's been something that has been really mind-blowing coming into the real estate space is you kind of expect like a one-size-fits-all and you can structure these deals so differently and the things that you can negotiate on um, in the uh, process is pretty um, amazing but yeah it's um, just looking at things it's a relationship space for sure so for us when it comes to getting deals and negotiating leaning into our relationship with the broker um, is very big for us
0: <clears throat> maybe if our listeners out there are like okay this it sounds good I'm kind of nervous talking about real estate in a different light <clears throat> there's been a different conversation that i had with that same guy uh, mike tucker about paying your mortgage off earlier versus taking any of that extra money and investing it in other things F- to the net worth nurse in real estate which is better in your opinion and why
1: oh definitely the second And i personally did that to get started investing and for me it was looking at the numbers so it took talking to a savvy lender and I was telling him I wanted to get into investing and he was like, well, you have a hundred thousand dollars worth the equity in your primary home. And I was so naive to real estate at the time. I did not even know what that was. I didn't even know I what mean, I didn't either. Like, yeah, right. had no idea. Exactly. So that's money that you can tap into. And so for me, it was taking out that I took a 20% uh, loan to value or 80% loan to value. So, um, um, at a 5% interest rate. And then, so I took out 80,000 at a 5% interest rate and I used it to invest in real estate that is cash flowing me uh, you know, 15, 20%. So not only can you pay off that mortgage, but now you're getting extra money back into your pocket every month. So when you can leverage debt to invest and earn you more money, that's when it becomes very powerful.
0: Amen. Um, Like I said, these are our quick hitters on Friday. So for anybody that has made it this far, the goal is for them to be able to listen to this to or from work on a Friday. Where can people follow you more? Because we want to be funneling people in because I mean, personally, I big fan of what you guys are doing.
1: Yeah, definitely. So Net Worth Nurse on all social media. I'm very active there. It's my favorite way to share my story, just kind of what I'm doing as a nurse and investor, as a mom, all the things. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and yes, even TikTok. Um my website's networthnurse.co and I love connecting with people. So, um if you're interested in anything I've been saying, please reach out. I love to chat.
0: <clears throat> we'll do. We're going to link all of her stuff down below in the YouTube, it'll also be on our audio and uh appreciate you taking some time to talk with uh, a different group of people that hopefully can uh, can align with you.
1: It's always a pleasure, Justin.